Welcome back, everyone. This is the Pivot Points Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Bennett Chamberlain, and I'm with uh, my other co-host, Matt Dugan here. How are you, Matt? Yeah, doing good, man. Just uh, here in Charlotte, North Carolina right now, taking care of things. How you been? You just got back from Europe a little while ago, right? Yeah, I've been spending the last couple months really enjoying life. And honestly, I feel like a lot of people are doing the same, you know, with COVID and this new Delta variant, this new, li- uh, sorry, I was about to say Ligma variant. No, the new, the new Lambda variant, like that's in South America. You know, I feel like everyone's just keeping to themselves and finding what's, uh, what they really like out of life and finding what that, what makes them happy. I, um, I really do find that a lot of people have not been working so much lately. And that's, that's what I've been doing. I've been, you know, just got back from France and Sweden, and it was a really eye-opening experience. And uh, just really, really glad to have, uh, you know, the privilege and opportunity to be able to see the world, especially in such a tumultuous time period right now. But that's that's kind of the first point I wanted to just quickly touch on: that this pandemic has really opened up our eyes to what we like to do with our free time and made us realize that some of the jobs that we've been doing are not not what we want to do. Um, you know, you, you are who you choose to be. And I feel that the, you know, the circumstances right now that we're uh, being put through have opened our eyes to really what we are going to prioritize. What do you think about that idea? Yeah, definitely. And I, I think it's opened open people's eyes to also things that not that they took for granted, but also didn't realize were, were so important to them as well. One thing for me, I know, was uh, graduating college. You know, I, you know, our senior year, we graduated the same, same year, half of our year and, and the rest of our college was in person, all that handling with classmates, you know, dealing with teachers like in person, our internships were in person over the years. And for us, when we graduated, this was just going on. And, you know, I I thought going in, I was going to love remote work because over my internships over the years, they were nine to five Monday through Friday. And when we would, you know, be able to work from home uh, once a month or once a week, whatever it was, you know, that was awesome. So I was like, oh, heck yeah, you know, this is going to be awesome working from home. And, you know, I realized that learning something new and and something, you know, that job was, uh, I'll give it, I think a lot more challenging than my previous jobs, but, you know, learning something new and trying to deal with everything remote and, you know, not being able to go over to someone's desk and talk to them and, you know, not only the learning, but just the social aspect for me, that was one thing was something, you know, COVID taught me was something that, you know, I didn't necessarily take it for granted, but I didn't know how important that was for me and my mental health. So I think that's going off of what you said, definitely something that is happening and, and happening a little more now that, you know, the variants or whatever's coming on is people now understand a little more about themselves, which I think is great. And so going into this, I think if things were to get shut down, which I I personally really hope they don't, if they were, I think individuals might be a little more prepared and and know what they like and, and be able to handle it. But yeah, definitely uh, uh, agree with what you're saying is understanding the beauty in life uh, is another thing. But for me, just the things I, I didn't realize were, were so important to me that you know I, w- I was unable to do during those times. So absolutely, that that is speaking to a little bit of the priorities I was talking about. And that getting social interaction and being in the workplace is a great example 
of something that you prioritize. And a lot of people, uh, I believe, are thinking about similar things. You know, seeing the beauty in life is maybe probably most people's first thing of first priority, you know, enjoying and experiencing life to the fullest. And then, then second, maybe not, is I believe thinking about what work you want to do and thinking about what is actually fulfilling to you. And we've gotten a chance to step back and question, is the job we're doing really worth the wage I'm getting paid? Is it? And, you know, I think a lot of people, I think we're actually seeing this labor shortage because a lot of people have been able to reconsider what their priorities are and reconsider what value their time has and then yeah. question whether the job they have is right for them. And so that's, that's you know, a, a portion of why I think we're having this this labor shortage. I think people are valuing their time more and also focusing on things that truly make them happy and they see real utility in pursuing. Exactly. Um, I, I was just going to say, and, you know, you said a portion of that, and, and I, I agree with that because I, for one one example, that's what made me realize and start Pivot Studios and, and therefore. and But do you think that there is that other portion that there are, you know, playing the devil's advocate, the the individuals that might be, you know, I hate using this word lazy out there and, and just benefiting and taking advantage of the unemployment? Like that is, you think, definitely an, another issue. Like you said, the portion is, you know, I, I'm for one, there is that portion that's out there realizing was important, but... You know, it. I think there is that other portion there of maybe potentially that being another issue as well. But uh, that being said, there, there's you know a pie chart and every there's a percentage of everything. That's just one thing. Yeah, I do think that there are obviously some people abusing this system, um, but unemployment doesn't continue on forever. I think there's uh, a lot of slack being cut right now, and um, a Pretty much across the board, it's well-deserved slack that needs to be cut because we're certainly in dire shape at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, then there's obviously people who are exploiting this system, finding these loopholes in every which way they can and right. and really benefiting off of it. And, you know, that that opens a whole other can of worms where, you know, we really don't have a very concrete set of rules, you know. Yeah. You can't expect one person to uh, pay, you know, 30-something percent in taxes while others are using businesses and, and you know, kind of not falsifying their net incomes to pay nothing in taxes, but, but uh, exaggerating what's a business expense and what's not to, yeah. pay, to pay less in taxes. Yeah, these Definitely. there's there's so many there's so many loopholes and ways that you can get around paying taxes or or get uh, grants and government help or secured loans from the government that you know that that are they're being taken taken advantage of. I really do believe in in not complete capitalism, but a very regulated capitalism where the public goods and and the government handouts that we get are are public goods that not only yeah they they need to add they need to add to society and so giving money to people that's that's not helping 
Right. You know, but for example, setting up a a shelter, a support group, setting up real investments that have an ongoing impact in the community are going to make larger of a difference because I believe what's keeping a lot of people from going out and creating the right habits and creating the right businesses for them to succeed is a lack of support system. And that lack of support system is what we really need. We don't necessarily need just money in our pockets. I mean, we do need some money certainly is, is running the show right now, but what we really need is an investment in public goods and, um, community outreach and, and compu- community support that everyone has access to, which will be used, you know, more, more intensively by those who actually need it. Yeah. And, and I think, and, and going off of that, the, the one thing that I was saying that I agree with you is there, there needs to be you know, not just giving money, but some sort of beneficial, you know, growing them, growing the community. Because the the one thing and why I brought that up and why it kind of, it, it annoyed, not annoyed me, but I was just like, okay, these, there are really a lot of people just abusing the unemployment to where my, you know, my, there's some distant family of mine that owns a like kind of local pizza joint. There's like two of them. So they're not a chain, but they own both of them in the uh, Chesapeake area, which is like kind of near the Virginia Beach area. And they were, you know, I'm, I'm close with them, like as a family and, you know, seeing all their stuff on Facebook and they they were just struggling to, to find anyone to work because ever people would come in, get a job and then quit to get on the unemployment and then no one they, you couldn't find anyone that would be willing to work because the unemployment would be more, more beneficial than I, well, I was I just saying to do that you need to I think help the like you need to help both sides so like both sides understand like you need to make sure that these companies are are paying them a reasonable wage which opens up a whole different discussion and right. so you need to I think help them so that they can fund a reasonable wage and then it's hard to get the work. So it's just, it's such a confusing topic, but you just got to look at sometimes those issues going on as well. Right now, I agree. And right now we've got a confluence of factors that is making it really hard for small businesses to hire just regular, regular labor. And I think a couple of those factors are one, people people being shut down, locked down, and is one. Two, the the unemployment, giving out money, uh, lots of lots of government handouts to take advantage of right now. And then three, people are reevaluating the value of their time and deciding what wage they want to work for and in what jobs they want to spend their time um, because, you know, being, being a farmer is, is not the same anymore. We get food on our plates from huge agricultural corporations. Now we don't get our, our food on our plates from farmers within the town, within the isn't community. Isn't that a, isn't that a, actually not to cut you off, but isn't that actually a, a problem? Like there's a, isn't, I, I could be completely wrong. I think I'm going to just read or heard this somewhere that there's a like save small farmers or something like that because these huge, or, or, I'm not sure what's going on, but uh, isn't there something going on within the farming 
economy that that's kind of bad for or not bad but like is going on with like the small farmers or like help our farmers because they're so crucial to you know just the backbone of us isn't is that something going on do you know anything about that i'm really uninformed i was just curious in terms of you know i'm not i'm not the most informed either but in terms of farming and when it comes to small farmers specifically i do i do know they provide a huge huge portion of supply to our to our commodity markets and what I have heard, yeah, is is that not only are they struggling to, they're getting beaten out by these large corporations and they're struggling to hire labor and rising costs across the board are making a low margin business have no, no economic profit whatsoever. So th- this is a huge problem where we've got a lot of small farms going out of business. That is further pushing up prices. But in agriculture in general, I've come across many market failures because of government intervention that are leading us leading us to who knows where, but it's certainly not good. You know, when when you have farmers in rural areas like Arkansas who have to pay more to get groceries or simply can't get groceries when they're surrounded by farmland because it's all being shipped to cities. You're surrounded by farmland. Everyone, you know, maybe a majority of people in your community are part of our our farmers. And yet at your grocery stores, you don't have groceries because they're all going to cities. That makes no sense. That's a market failure that needs, needs to be addressed. And there's plenty to go on from there. The fact that we have, especially this trade war with China that no longer happening really, but still important nonetheless, where we had to pay our farmers from the government for their crops. And, and we were just sitting on them. We were paying them for the crops and doing nothing with them because we weren't exporting them. I think there's a lot there's a lot of issues right now with uh what price we're demanding for these crops and who's going to be paying for them because right now the people who are paying for them half, half, across the board we have price floors and price ceilings on commodities that are guaranteed by the government and it could it could have dire consequences you know in terms of supply if we were to remove a price floor for let's say wheat or or milk or something but to have an equilibrium where the industry finds what level to produce without any artificial price manipulation by government regulation is is really important. And to find a natural equilibrium between supply and demand, I believe, is really important. And and yeah, as as to you know what these farmers are doing, I, I really I really don't know how dire it is, but I can assume that it's very dire because it's already a very low margin business. And it seems like all the solutions to making a farm profitable involve huge, massive investments in technology and machinery. That right there is a huge barrier to entry that I don't see a way around at the moment, but yeah, yeah, I uh, definitely, I, I definitely, I definitely don't know a whole lot on on the topic, but uh, and especially what they're going through right now. But if you guys, if you guys have any comments, the listeners, I would, 
I would honestly love to hear if any of you guys are farmers, any of your families uh, own farms, anything like that. I'd love to hear your experience. If uh, you'd like to reach out in the Discord, uh, there will be a Discord in in the description. Georgia listeners, Texas listeners, North Carolina listeners out there, West Virginia, Virginia, South Carolina, Alabama. So we got we definitely got some maybe some farmers out there. So uh, so yeah, if any of you guys out there you know have anything to say, I'm I'm also very interested in the subject as well because I remember hearing it or something. So that's that's just why uh, I, I brought it up. But yeah. So getting back to these farmers, I don't know what they're going through. But one of these reasons for a lack of labor that I've seen is people enjoying their lives and realizing with all this extra time what really matters to them and what makes them happy. And I think a lot of people are slowly finding it and realizing they want to demand jobs, demand more for somewhat unpleasant jobs or jobs they would rather not be working. And then also look for the jobs that they are interested in pursuing. And I do believe that when it matters to you, you wouldn't, you wouldn't really mind working for, for free or, or less than what you really need. So that being the case, I think uh, that's a good place to, to end our conversation and this point about finding what makes you happy and finding jobs and uh, passions that you'd like to pursue. I I think that's a good place to end it. And I I thank you guys for all tuning in and please join us for our next episode. There is a discord in the description as well as our socials. Please follow us on Instagram. Matt Dugan's podcast production company is Pivot Studios and my marketing agency is Aniquin at Aniquin Marketing on Instagram. Dugan, any last thoughts? Nope, that's about it. Thanks, Bennett. Uh, really excited to, to keep going with, with this podcast and definitely we'll, we'll hear more on this topic, but thanks, Bennett. All the stuff he said will be linked in the bio. Thanks, guys.